Hi, welcome to the Really Telling It Like It Is. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And I know you had a great Thanksgiving. And Apostle Michael and I are still here. So punch those little buttons, sh uh, share with people all of these different things. This is uh, the last week he's with me for a while. Um, uh, you know, like that thing, happy trails to you until we meet again, because he will be back, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to wind him up, and I'm going to let him go. So come on, Apostle Michael. <laughs> so this is not goodbye. This is see you later, alligator, is what this is. But that's okay, because somebody very near and dear to me is replacing me. So uh, just so that y'all know, one of my spiritual sons will be joining Dr. Baker in my stead when I leave for a while, however long that is. And uh, Ron Jolson is one of my sons, and he is really called to the business mountain as well as to teaching. And he's been very successful in the business world very successful in kingdom finance and i will not steal his thunder but he is a son he understands money he understands kingdom finance he knows how to be a good steward of money and manage money he knows how the markets work in fact he judges billions or not judges but manages billions of dollars in investment portfolio and knows what he's talking about. And he will be with Dr. Baker starting in December, talking about kingdom wealth and kingdom finance. And I know you will be blessed by his insights and what he knows. And there's nobody else I would rather see fill in my spot than one of my sons. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And so y'all will be blessed when, when Ron steps in and, and talks about this. Did I do good, Doc? Is that a good commercial? All right. I, I get the applause from the folks. I want to finish up here today. We've been talking about the, the three aspects or the three R's of relationships with spiritual parents and spiritual sons. And we've talked about the relationship must be ordained. We've talked about the responsibility of the father. Finally, I want to close with the response of the son. You see, a relationship has to have two sides. It can't be all on the father. Yes, the fathers have responsibility, but the sons have a response. It can't be all on the fathers. There's got to be the part of it or the side of it that is on the son as well. So just as the responsibility of the father is to have their heart turned toward the sons in reciprocal fashion, the son must also have their heart turned towards the father. And we saw that very clearly as we've gone through the foundational text, again, Malachi chapter 4, that the hearts of the fathers are turned toward the son and the sons would have their hearts turned towards the father. And so the, the, the sons are not off the hook. 
a lot of prospective sons just think that, okay, well, you just zap it to me and give me everything that you got, and I'm just a sponge, and I take it and take it and take it, and I don't have to do anything. And thanks for playing. But that is not how this works. That is not how any of this works. And so, first of all, the response of the son, their heart must also be turned towards the father. Second, the son must acknowledge the fact that they need the impartation of the father and that the father has their best interest at heart. If there's going to be a successful father-son relationship, realize that God has put that father in your life for a reason. That there is something that you need that the father possesses that you don't. And God's put them in your life to make that impartation into your life of what they have. You know, the biblical principle is such as I have, give I thee. And we can only impart that which we have. And if God has put a spiritual father in your life, it's because they have an impartation for you that you need, that you are lacking. And you will not receive that impartation if you are not convinced that that father has your best interest at heart. If you don't trust the father, if you don't believe that they love you, if you don't believe that their heart is for you to succeed and to be everything that God has called you and destined you to be, you will not receive the impartation of that father because you can only receive from that which you trust. And so there's got to be a trust factor that's built in that comes through the building of the relationship, which is one of the reasons that I've often told those in my mentoring, slow down. We ain't there yet. We ain't, I ain't, you know, I ain't your daddy yet. We haven't built that relationship. That kind of trust comes through the building of the relationship. The next thing that must happen is the son must realize that the mantle of the father, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping somebody hears me, the mantle of the father cannot be taken. It is only passed to the son through relationship and service. Let me say that again. The son must realize that the mantle of the father cannot be taken. It is only passed to the son through relationship and service. Now, we spent a great deal of time talking about the Elijah and Elisha relationship. Elisha did not get Elijah's mantle when it was first thrown over his shoulders. And we, we took time to talk about how they walked together for most theologians tell us seven or eight years. And Elijah threw the mantle over Elisha's shoulders, but at the end of their time together, 
when Elijah was taken from him, the mantle then fell and Elisha was able to pick it up. See, Elisha had the mantle thrown at the beginning, but he wasn't ready to carry it yet. And many times the relationship begins and we think, well, I'm just going to get so-and-so's mantle. No, you're not. And I heard people, you know, we talk really ignorant sometimes in the kingdom. We really do. And you'll hear people say, well, I'm going to get Benny Hinn's mantle. No, you're not. You don't even know Benny Hinn. You've never spent any time with him. You haven't walked with him. You don't have a relationship with him. How in the world do you think you're going to get his mantle? And you don't even know the man. <laughs> How in the world do you expect to get his mantle? No, the mantles are passed through the relationship. Well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, back in the day, I'm going to get Kenneth Hagin's mantle. No, you're not. I'm going to get Shambach's anointing. No, you're not. It comes through relationship. And so this, this idea that, well, you know, you're now my spiritual father. I'm going to take your mantle. No, you're not. Mantles are never taken. Mantles are received. They're received. And they're received through relationship. And I, while I'm at it, can I just say this? I get really irritated I have a little bit of a flesh moment. Apostle Michael is admitting that he has a flesh moment when I hear people say, we're going to take an offering. We don't take offerings. We receive offerings because God's a giver, not a taker. We receive offerings. And when I hear people, we're going to take up an offering. I want to slap the person that said it. I really do. I, I have to like bite my tongue, bite my fingers, bite my bite everything because I, I want to slap somebody really bad when I hear that. Because that's not the character of God. For God so loved the world, he gave. And so earthly fathers give and spiritual fathers give. And sons are not spoiled brats. Gimme, 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 gimme. That gets you nowhere. And so the mantle is received through the relationship. We talked about the fact that Elisha began as a servant to Elijah. The Bible makes mention of the fact that he was the one that poured water on Elijah's hands, the servant role, so that he could wash his hands. That Elisha served in an apprenticeship role. Isn't it amazing that we have electricians and we have plumbers and we have carpenters and we have masons and they become master plumbers, master carpenters, master electricians, master masons. And they raise up apprentices that learn how to do what they do. It's not just the book knowledge, but it's this is how this works in the real world, in real life. 
And through serving as an apprentice, eventually you come to the place that you become a master plumber, a master carpenter, a master electrician. Well, if we can have that in the trades, why can't we have it in the kingdom? Why don't we have apprentices that come up under a spiritual father and they learn how the ministry works in the real world? See, we got folks that go to Bible school and they've learned a lot of theory and it doesn't become reality till you get out in the real world. I remember when I was at Rama, and I heard Dad Hagen talking about the tangible anointing. And Dad Hagen said, it's like taking a rubber ball and bouncing it off of a brick wall. And I had no frame of reference for what that man was talking about until I got out of Rama, got out there and began to minister under a tangible anointing. And there would be times you would lay hands on people and just like that rubber ball, that anointing, you would feel it leave your hands. Just like when the woman with the issue of blood pressed her way through the crowd. And Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples are like, Jesus, you're tripping. Everybody's touching you. And Jesus said, no, this was a different touch. Because I felt virtue or power go out. There is such a thing as a tangible felt anointing or presence of God. And Brother Hagin said, you could feel it leave your hands and like bouncing a rubber ball off a brick wall, come right back and hit your hand. I didn't understand what that man of God was trying to tell us when I was in Bible school. But I got out of Bible school and I've got a prayer line and I got them lined up and I did what Dad Hagin would do. And I started on one end and worked my way across the other. And I would say, Father, I thank you for those that have come into this. I don't know why I'm saying this tonight, but I'm just following the Holy Ghost. And I thank you that by the law of contact and transmission, that as our hands make contact with these, the anointing is going to be transmitted. And so we lay hands on them according to the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, that when we lay hands on them, the anointing will be transmitted. And I would start, in the name of Jesus, we lay hands on you. And all of a sudden, you would feel a release out of your hands of that anointing. And then you would go to, we lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. And then it would become the name, the name, the name, the name. What happened? That anointing began to get stirred and would intensify. And as you were going, you would feel that anointing leave your hands. And then you would come to somebody and you would feel that anointing leave your hands and bounce off of them because they didn't receive it. And it would be like the rubber ball off of a brick wall. And then you would stop and you would say, just receive, just receive. Did you ever wonder why the preacher would say, just receive, just receive? Because the people weren't receiving the anointing. And so that only comes through relationship. And so by sitting under Dad Hagen's ministry, 
for two years at Rama and having him pour into me, there are things of Dad Hagen that are resident in my spirit because I sat at his feet for two years. And I just went out and began to do what Dad Hagen did. And I would minister like Dad Hagen did and would use the verbiage that that well, it became part of me. I received that. Now, do I have all of Dad Hagen's mantle? No. But did I receive a measure of his mantle? Yes, I did. I grew up in R.W. Shambach's tents. I remember one night giving a testimony of how I had gotten healed supernaturally after being in a motorcycle accident and landing on my face going over the handlebars of the motorcycle and going to the hospital. And I got my mom and dad there with me. I said, let's just pray and believe God. And we prayed. And God healed my chin. Underneath my beard, I have this tiny little scar that looks like a bird in flight. Almost like Morris Day doing the bird back in the day. Some of y'all don't know. You ain't old enough. But I got this little scar that looks like a bird underneath my and And my buddy who I was on, on the bike with, he ended up getting glass and he had a big scar like a horseshoe underneath his chin. He went and got stitches and did all of that stuff. Mine healed in a matter of two days and his took two weeks. But supernaturally, I remember cracking my ribs in high school playing football. And, and again, mom and dad and I, we prayed and God fused that rib back together. And by the time I went and got x-rays, the doctor pulled up the x-ray and he says, this is amazing. But I see where there was a crack, but the crack has fused back together. Now all you got is a bruised rib. And so I was given this testimony in Shambach's tent as a teenager, and I began to run around the tent. I got so excited. I did, I did a Jericho run. And then when I was a head usher at Victory for Billy Joe Doherty, I worked Shambach's prayer line one night at Word Explosion. As he was laying hands on folks, I was one of the designated catchers. And when he got tired, he said, come here, usher, let me lean on you. And so I went over and Shambach leaned on me. And I said, I'll take it. I receive it. I receive that. There's an impartation that came through a relationship by being around that man. Now, do I have all of his mantle? No. Do I have a measure of his mantle? Yes. And, and let me just tell you this, my brother and sister, any preacher that ever tells you they're going to lay hands on you and you're going to get their whole mantle run like hell and go right out the back door because they're a liar. Nobody can impart to you all of their mantle. But the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is like unto a seed that is sown. And so therefore, you can't receive everything, but you receive it in seed form. And so that's what we're dealing with here. And so I didn't get all of Shambach's mantle. I didn't get all of Brother Hagen's mantle. I didn't get all of Apostle Leo or Apostle Edith's mantle, but I got a portion, a part, a piece, and it came through the relationship. And so as the son, 
you will not take anybody's mantle, but you will receive of their mantle through the relationship. Lastly, let me say this. The son must begin to operate in and do what the father did. The son must begin. It has to be visible that there's been a transference. The first thing that we see with Elijah and Elisha, Elijah's taken up. The mantle falls. Elisha picks up that mantle. Now he's ready to carry it. And Elisha comes right to the same river that he and Elijah just crossed. The sons of the prophets are still watching. And Elisha takes the mantle and he says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And he smites the water and whoosh. And Elisha walks over on dry ground, just as he and his father had done on their way to the place where they were separated by the chariot of God. And the sons of the prophets who were watching, their declaration was, surely the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. There comes a time as a spiritual son that you begin to walk in the mantle of your father. There comes a time where you begin to manifest what your father manifested. I have some of my spiritual children, one, one daughter in particular, that one of my sons watches her programs. And he says, Dad, it's amazing. I was watching Lisa, and she started to preach just like you. Well, where do you think she got it from? Because through relationship, it has rubbed off on her. When I first started in, in ministry, it used to bother me because people told me, well, you sound like Leo. You act like Leo. You make gestures like, well, where do you think I got it from? And then when I began, you heard me say out of my own mouth on this broadcast that I would say what Dad Hagen would say, Lord Jesus, we lay hands on these. By the law of contact and transmission, according to the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, and we believe that when we lay hands on these, that when our hands make contact with them, the anointing, well, where did I get it from? I got it from Dad Hagen. And so there comes a time where the, not only does the son receive the mantle of the father, not take, receive through the relationship, through the proximity through the association that the son begins to walk in and manifest what the father had. This is the response of the son. You remember that Jesus said, I only do those things that I see 
my father do? He said, I only say what I hear my father say. And so you will find that there will be times that words will come out of your mouth that was not your verbiage, but it was the verbiage of your father. And you will end up quoting them or saying what they have said. Why? Because you've heard them say it so often. It's become a part of you. It has become your spiritual DNA because you're carrying what they carry. You remember that Paul sent Timothy to the church at Corinth, who was a faithful son to him. And Paul said, he will declare to you the same things that I declare in every one of the churches. In other words, my message has become his message. And he will tell you just like I would tell you. Let this be my final nail in the coffin on the response of the son. The son must carry the method, the message, the mandate, the mantle, the mindset, and the mission of the father. And that comes through relationship. It comes through proximity and it comes through serving that father. If you don't serve that father, become the apprentice to that father, develop the relationship with that father, none of those things from that father will ever manifest in your life. But if you do, if you honor that father, scripture says honor your father and your mother. And so when you honor that father, when you serve them, when you sow into that relationship, it will pay dividends where that mantle, that method, that message, that mindset, that message, that mission, all of those things will begin to manifest within your life. That is your response to the father in that relationship, Doc. Wow, this is such a powerful place to end this segment. And I want you, I mean, you know, all, all of these things that you're saying, I'm looking at the people that, that I have fathered. And then I look at some of the people that have fathered me. And I'm I, I'm operating that, especially in the realm of finances. I mean, you know, it's like I'm looking and I'm thinking I've stepped on what it was that they left me with. And so what happens is it brought it into the kingdom and it has it so that, uh, you know, I'm talking about this because Ron and I will start this next week. God has me working with people with billions and billions of dollars. And it, it couldn't have happened. I mean, from a little black girl in, in Vallejo, California, that didn't know how to put two sentences together that was born and raised in something that they call lack broke. My father said broke was a temporary condition. Poor is a state of mind. So I've never been poor. And so, um, you know, I, 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 so, I so honor what it is that you finished out with. 
And we here at Still Telling It Like It Is will still be telling it like it is when you come back. And your son will be here next week. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle Michael. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Join us again.